the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is brought to you by the offices of Dr. Robert Bass in River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people find the real life they were created for. That's according to John 10.10. We're in the middle of a series called Under Construction as we hear part two of a message called Shine Like the Stars. It's a study in the New Testament book of Philippians, picking up today in chapter 2, verses 12 through 18. You can find the notes to this message at reallife.org. Just click on the Sermon Archive link, and you'll find those notes and the whole message as a free download. Let's get right to that message, and this is Real Life Radio. Remember when Paul said, wretched man that I am. He describes, he says, the very things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He's describing this tug-of-war of conflicting desires, the desires of the flesh, but the new desires that God is implanting in the life of a believer, those desires of the Spirit. That brought so much light to this passage in John 15, which used to frustrate me because I believe in the Word. I believe it is true, but this passage was something that I hadn't necessarily found true. John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. And I knew, man, I asked for lots of things growing up from God. And often it was not so much. <laughs> Ask whatever you wish, whatever you desire. But the first part, I think, is where the, where the secret is. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. By abiding in his presence, by his word abiding in me, his spirit abiding in me. My desire begins to change. And as I begin to ask according to the desire that he has placed in me, righteous desires, healthy desires, life-giving desires, as I ask according to those desires, whatever I ask, it will be done. That's power. Here we see God giving me healthy Spirit-filled desires. And then, as we discussed a few weeks ago, the power to walk out those desires and to act on those desires and to obey. The power to do whatever it is that he's placed as far as a desire. God illustrated this idea for me as a, a pastor a number of years ago when we were early in our days at, at River City as, as a church. We had a young couple who came to the church and they just through some relationships we met them and um they were really really worldly very very lost messed up drugs i mean all the stuff um and they were living together and living in sin but they both became followers of jesus they both gave their hearts to the lord and so we began to get them into the word we began to get them walking in community and listening to the lord's voice and being very careful to try to listen for the spirit because you know you can real easily okay you're saved now Fix everything and just kind of overwhelm someone with, oh, you got to fix this, 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 this. This issue of them sleeping together and living together outside of marriage, I think that's a big deal. 
And we at the church, in the church, this balance between between grace and yet the the reality that sin hurts people that God's lo- God loves, and we need to be very strong in our declaration that God hates sin because it kills those that He loves. And so we don't tolerate sin. We don't wink at sin. And yet we understand the power of grace. So there's this tension. And as the pastor or the leader, you're expected to kind of do something about it. And I was praying for this couple and saying, Lord, I need to talk to them about this lifestyle that I think will hurt them, is hurting them, and that is not your best for them. And as I prayed, I said, Lord, you... You know, give me the opportunity and I, you know, and I was making plans and I really felt the Lord in my spirit say, just wait. And, you know, I mean, that's a hard conversation to have. So I was like checking my heart and checking my motives. Is it just me wanting to put it off, wanting to avoid a tough conversation? And I examined my heart and I no, I'm, I, I think this is for the best for them and I, I care about them. So I'm willing to have this conversation. But I felt like the Holy Spirit said, just wait. Almost like I want to teach you something. And I promise you it was in two days. He drove up to my house and uh, got out of his truck. He had this whole work truck. He was a construction worker, got out. And he came up to me and, hey, Sean, can you talk a few minutes? Sure, sure. He says, "Um, I don't know. Is is it right for us to be like living together when we're not married? I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I might have some thoughts. I hadn't really given it much thought. But (laughs) now that you mention it. Oh, really? I hadn't realized you guys were. Well, let's talk about that. You know, I mean, it was it was we had this great conversation. They actually did make a change. He moved out, lived with some family until they got married. And it was awesome. It was a neat, neat thing that God did. And what God was showing me is I am at work in people. You speak the truth. Be willing to have the hard conversations when that door opens up and when I nudge you to. But also understand you don't have to be always the watchdog running after people because i am faithful and i am working in people's desires here this young man had been given by the holy spirit in his life a des- he didn't know the word on it he hadn't read the scripture he didn't know what the scripture said this man this young man had no church bible background everybody in his world lived that way he didn't know to sit and think wow maybe that's like really bad But all of a sudden, because of God's presence in his life, he began to have a desire for righteousness. And this thing, God, in his gracious way, brought up at the right time. And it was a life-giving experience and conversation. I have to tell you, that's really important to us because we sometimes have a very different priority set than God does. We see someone come to the Lord and we want to clean up the outside of the cup to use Jesus' illustration, to use his language. We want to clean up the outside because that's what we can see. And a Christian looks like this. And Jesus said, no, 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 you clean the inside up. And the outside will clean up. But you start on the inside. So sometimes the the priorities and the order in which God would approach these things is different than ours. But it is amazing to know that God is working in the desires and the life of people to bring about His grace. You see, God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by saying, will do that's what that passage is telling us my part is simply to obey to say yes god's part is to bring about the want to and the can do bring about the desire and the power 
to accomplish whatever it is he's put in our heart. God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by simply saying will do. It's interesting in verse 12, the order of that, because sometimes you do have to obey first. A lot of times God gives you a desire so strong you can't resist following him. I remember God's work just in my life when I was playing polo and I was enjoying that lifestyle. I was a Christian. I was loving Jesus. But all of a sudden, I literally, in this great life that was fun and enjoyable, I became very uncomfortable. I couldn't not make a change. You know know what I mean when I say that? I'm sitting there saying, if I can't be content and happy doing this, what possibly could I? But there was this thing in my spirit that began to say, no, I have to walk away because God has something different. And that's awesome when the Lord gives you the desire first. But sometimes the desire has to follow the obedience like it did in the order here in the scripture. Sometimes you've got that sale that you really need to make. You need to finish your year out, year out strong. You need to close the sale, need to close this account. And it would require me to uh, bend the truth just a little bit. And boy, I sure feel like getting that sale. I feel like closing this. All my competitors are lying. Why not me? And sometimes you just have to go, but the word says don't bear false witness. The word says speak the truth. And so I'm just going to do what the word says. And then after you obey, you begin to see the fruit of blessing. You begin to see you, what has happened is you literally have, have disciplined yourself by simple obedience into the right place. And you experience the desire and the grace from that. It happens both ways. The point is that God's part is the want to and the can do. My part is simply the will do. And of course, in verse 12, it said to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why fear and trembling? Because we should be afraid of disobeying God. And I've told you before, the fear of God is not like that of, a, of a, this, this fear of an unpredictable alcoholic parent. I'm not talking about that. It's not that kind of fear. But it's rather this awe and reverence and respect that says, God, you are over all and I should be afraid not be in your will because I want, I know you want the best for me. I know you created me. I know your desires for me are for life, peace, joy. And I want to be where you are. And this is in the game. This is our lives. And life is a precious gift. And you're listening to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Ridland Road, just inside Loop 1604. And we'd like to take a moment to mention that today's program is made possible by the office of Dr. Robert Bass, Internal Medicine. His office is located at 1202 East Santerra, Suite 701, and the phone number is 404-2650. And if you make an appointment to see Dr. Robert Bass, then thank him for having Real Life Radio on the air. And let's take a short break in this message called Shining Like the Stars with this study in the book of Philippians and tell you about a simulcast that's coming next Saturday. As women, one of the things we often struggle with is insecurity. How do we measure up to the expectations of others or even our own expectations? What about the constant barrage of media defining the perfect woman? Well, we at River City Community Church are joining with Beth Moore and Living Proof Ministries and saying so long, insecurity. 
Hi, I'm Lori Azaro, and I'd like to invite you to a very special event called So Long in Security. This powerful one-day event is a national simulcast being hosted here in San Antonio at River City Community Church. Beth Moore is one of America's most renowned and esteemed Bible teachers. In her straight-talking yet loving style, Beth will strike a chord with women of all ages, showing them how to face their fears, rediscover their God-given dignity, and develop a new and stronger sense of self. Join us on Saturday, April 24th from 8.30 to 3 at River City Community Church, located one-half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road in Jones. Tickets are available until April 19th, so please visit our website at reallife.org and register today. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, teaching from the book of Philippians in this message called Shine Like the Stars, and this is Real Life Radio. Philippians 2, back to the passage, picking up at verse 14. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Now, remember, he had started him out to say, as you've always obeyed. So in other words, without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. That is one of those passages that if we were in a group, a mixed group like this group would have been, where only a few of them would have had a background in Hebrew and a background in the history, someone would have said, Whoa, whoa, time out, time out, stop. Do you realize what he's saying there? Do you know what he's referring to when he talks about complaining and arguing? The New American Standard more literally translate that grumbling. There is a phrase that is repeated probably more than any other throughout Exodus and Deuteronomy. And it is this, and they grumbled against Moses. The Psalms talk about it. The prophets talk about it. The New Testament talks about it. In Hebrew culture, it was really clear. An entire generation missed their destiny in the promised land because of grumbling. And it's interesting, in Deuteronomy 32, a very prominent passage because it's called the Song of Moses, one of his final addresses to the people. Here's how the generation is referred to, and it had become, this was so common, everybody knew this. Deuteronomy 32.5, they have acted corruptly towards him. To their shame, they are no longer his children, but a warped and crooked generation. Paul, by making reference to the grumbling in this crooked and warped generation, to every Hebrew listener, they knew exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about a generation that totally missed God's blessing and destiny because of their disobedience and their lack of faith. And he's saying, don't be like them. Shine like stars. In Jewish tradition, the belief is that the parting of the Red Sea was the greatest miracle ever. And the rabbis would discuss this and they would write what are called midrash or commentaries that discuss this and tell stories about it. And one of the midrash tells a story of two Hebrew men who were part of that great caravan across the Red Sea. And the unique thing about these gentlemen is they couldn't get over the fact that the water had parted, but that that there was still mud on the ground because it hadn't dried completely. The ground was still wet. And 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 the the tradition, the story goes that they they were complaining to one another about the mud on their feet and all their stuff is getting muddy and it's hard to get through. And they were so obsessed with the inconvenience and the problem of the mud that they never looked up and saw 
the powerful hand of God holding back the water like two walls on either side. They were so obsessed with the mud that when they got to the other side in the commentary, in the story, they had no idea why everyone was shouting and celebrating and praising God. You see, they were so focused on the mud, they missed the miracle. It was the great sin of that generation. Well, we could have gone back in Egypt. At least in Egypt we had this. At least in Egypt we had this. And, and this constant grumbling and complaining because of they were called a crooked and a warped or a perverse generation. And what Paul says to them quite clearly is you should be different. Because of God's power in presence in your life, you should be different. God working in you should do radically different things so that you shine like stars is his phrase in the darkness you shine like stars we had someone shine like stars this last week here at river city um a young lady named liz bird and we're praying for her she has been diagnosed with cancer she has a tumor on her leg it's very very serious and they last sunday she was able to actually be here she'd been in the hospital she got out and then she was going back in on monday and all this last week they've been doing a very hard round of chemotherapy and I think she's, she's 14. She's, I think, my son Ryan's age. Wonderful young girl. And last week, the youth ministry, this was Sunday before Thanksgiving, Aaron did a talk, and then during their worship time, the kids had an opportunity to go, and in the back, they just had this big butcher paper on some tables where the kids could go and just write down things they're thankful for. And one of the leaders walked up after Liz had written. And what she'd written was, I am thankful that God chose me to walk this journey. Shine like stars. See, that's different. And I remember when Lauren and Ryan told me about that, and uh, it was particularly Ryan that I, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with, and I said, son, that's, see, that's God's grace in someone that we can't even relate to. We're sitting here, we're so bummed for her, and we're praying for her, and we're, we're in a different place because... God has her there and he is filling her. He is giving her power, working in her to will and to act according to his good purpose. And what is the result? She is shining like a star. I mean, just the whole youth ministry, the whole youth team was just blown away because we saw it. That's it. That's Christ in her. Picking up in verse 16. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. Paul says of himself, even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. A drink offering, they did it in Greek culture, they did it in Hebrew culture. It would just be a drink that's poured out over an, a sacrifice. You remember in the Old Testament, David did that. They brought him water. He, he just kind of casually said, oh, for a drink of water from the well in Israel. And they brought some men, went and went through battle lines, brought him a drink from the well. And it was so precious. He, he was so blown away that they did that, that he poured it out as a drink offering over their sacrifice. And Paul says, even if I am poured out, and you can almost picture the liquid being poured out. He's describing his own life. Even if I'm poured out as a drink offering, it doesn't matter. I'm glad and I rejoice with all of you so that you too should be glad and rejoice with me. 
Do you know that is a theme constantly throughout this book? And we'll talk about it more in one of our later teachings. The, the theme of rejoicing, a deep abiding joy that breaks forth in rejoicing. In this four short chapters, a short little letter, Paul mentions rejoicing eight times more than any of his other epistles, his other letters. He mentions joy six times more than any of his other epistles. He's wanting to say to them, because he's talking about this, the way they live differently, even when they're walking through hardship, even when they're walking with trials, it's different because of the abiding presence of God. God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by saying, will do. And he made clear in this passage, and let me just wrap with this, some, some incredible blessings, symptoms of this spirit-filled God-empowered life. One is a life free from grumbling. He wants us to enjoy a life free from grumbling. In other words, don't be so focused on the mud that you miss the miracle. How much of our lives are wasted focusing on mud when all around us God is wanting to do and is doing amazing things? Grumbling, interestingly enough, I think, and I think Paul's alluding to this, is a way of looking at life. Grumbling says my outcomes and my outlook are determined by my circumstances. And according to what Paul is saying about the power of God working us, that's not true. Grumbling is based on a lie. It's based on an untruth. Paul wrote in Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Grumbling reflects a warped view of God. Well, God's cheated me. Well, God hasn't given me what I want. Well, God doesn't see me. Grumbling says I can't stop taking my eyes off myself long enough to look up and see the blessings. Grumbling is all about what I didn't get, what's not right for me. And Paul says God wants to set you free from an outlook of grumbling, not just because it makes everybody around you miserable, although it does, but because it causes you to miss the miracle of His grace and presence. God's gift of grace is the want to and the can do. I receive it by saying will do. Second, blessing is a life that shines like a star. And let me tell you, we need more of those. Our life should not just look like a sanitized version of everybody else's life in the world. Well, we don't, you know, we don't have some of the bad habits and we don't party in the same way and we don't do some of the same destructive things. So, so yeah, that's what the Christian life is all about. No, no, no. <laughs> if anything, Paul would say, no, you are supposed to shine like stars. It is supposed to be so stark. What that young lady wrote in Thanksgiving and when we went up to the hospital and prayed for her in her attitude, that's what we're talking about. Shining like stars. God wants us to shine like stars at home. Our home should feel different. Our home should be a refuge of his presence. We have had our our kids' friends in our home, and some of them, you can just tell the kids whose home life is broken because they literally soak up just the atmosphere of a family, of mom and dad who love each other, of meals together, of just normal stuff that we go, well, but that's just... Normal. They soak it up. Your home should shine like stars. You should shine like stars at work. The way you do your business, your integrity, 
the way you live should be like a beacon. You, people should look at you and say, you're different. Do you understand? Because of our belief that God will provide, that he will care for us, we don't have to cheat. We, we are totally missing the point if we think we have to cheat, if we think we have to step on people to get accomplishments in business or to get an account or whatever it may be. We're missing the point because God has said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Whatever you need. We're free. You don't, you don't have to be cutthroat at work because your father said he'd take care of you. Shine like stars. And this church should shine like a star. People should, people should come into this place and just sense, yeah, they love each other. Yeah, there's this joy. But, but wait a minute, but they've got people who have cancer. They've got people who are struggling financially. They've got people out of work. They've got people sick. They've got, pe- they got people hurting just like everyone else. Why do they face it differently? What is it about these people that shines like stars? It's the presence of God providing the want to and the can do. And it's us just being willing to say, we'll do. And last, a life of rejoicing. That he brings up this idea of we can rejoice. You can rejoice just like I rejoice. We understand we're free in Christ. We're filled with Christ. We have the power of Christ working in and through us. Rejoice. His presence, his grace, his provision is ours. That should change how we look at life. I don't know about you, it excites me that God is willing and able and has promised to give me the want to and the can do. I will just say, will do. You've been listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. And we'd love for you to be our guest next Sunday as the church is located on the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604, with Sunday morning service times of 8, 9.30, and 11.15. And there's also a campus in New Braunfels that meets at 10.30. All the details and directions are at the website, reallife.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is made possible by the Office of Dr. Robert Bass Internal Medicine and the service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us next time for more Real Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.